0: Listen, I'm easy to find. And then they can kiss my ass. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? YouTube, what's going on? It's Nathan back with another video presentation. I hope you're all well. Hope you're all staying safe. Happy Thursday. I really cannot believe it's Thursday in June. I mean, July, excuse me, is over uh, after this weekend. It came by when fast summer is almost, is pretty much almost done and fall is approaching quite, very quickly. Um, before we get into the video, there's a few things I would like to say up front as I fix my mouse. Um, the Washington Mystics are back tonight against the Dallas Wings after a much needed break uh, after the Commissioner's Cup. Uh, the Commissioner's Cup, uh, Las Vegas Aces, congratulations to them as they beat the Chicago Sky. Great game. Uh, got my guarantee right The Las Vegas would win. Um, right now, with eight games left of the WNBA season, so we're just going to just get right along. Now, I've got some people have reached out and said, hey, are you going to talk about some football at some point, different things like that? Yes, I will. Training camp is underway. We're getting ready for preseason. So you will see more football content right now because the football offseason was just been very slow. There's really not much to talk about in terms of who can you know the things that have happened. Uh, NBA's in the offseason, the summer league. uh, I've not. I mean, I've caught a couple summer league games, but uh, right now my focus is just with women's basketball, and uh, we're going to continue that also too as the playoffs progress. Getting ready for playoffs for the NBA, but uh, you will see some MLB, you will see some NFL content very soon. You will also see um, some baseball content, especially when you get to the playoffs. Uh, that's really going to be interesting because the way the Baltimore Orioles are playing, they look very, they are looking like a wild card team. Uh, but this is definitely probably one of the this probably has, this could be for baseball one of the best 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 year for baseball. You're going to see some surprises, but uh, that is enough talk. Uh, As you have seen the title, uh, yesterday, um, well, actually Tuesday, um, Elizabeth Cambridge of the now former Los Angeles Sparks uh, agreed to a contract divorce. Uh, Just for the record, I feel like a contract divorce. Can we just simply label it a contract buyout? I, I don't know why we're calling it uh a divorce con a divorce makes no sense to me um so because she got the requested the the buyout she's going to get 141 one hundred forty one thousand of that because it's how many games you've played uh she would have gotten the full 170 because that's what she signed it was actually just a one-year deal um uh, so let me start off by prefacing this. Uh, Liz Cambage, Cambage, excuse me, is a good basketball player. I think coming into the W, she's had the potential to arguably one to be one of the best bigs in the game of ba- in, in, in basketball. But it has seemed to me ever since she's come to the W there's always been, there's just baggage. And it started when she was drafted at the time by the Tulsa shock. Now that you know, the Dallas wings, Fred Williams, at one point, she left. She didn't come and She was drafting. Was it 2014, 2015? She left uh, Fred Williams. A lot of it took some convincing. Come back. I remember at one point, I think at that time, she said something along the lines of her, the salary that she makes in the W does not pay her bills. So, goes to Las Vegas. I felt like Bill and Beer did everything in his power to really get her to untap her untapped potential. Um, I, I'm just of the mindset: if you're six eight taller and you got a five two guard or five five guard on you you should be dominating the game. You should be in the post. You should be getting at least, you should be averaging at least 25 and, and some change. Um, I think she, she, she has shown flashes of what she can be. But it just seems like no matter where she goes, she's never happy. And that, and that to me can be very, as a fan, that could be, fu- that's very frustrating. So this last two years, um, And the reason why you see the title like that is because now this just adds more fuel to the fire. Um, It was Saturday night. The Los Angeles Sparks were playing the Las Vegas Aces. The Sparks lost that game. I mean, there was not apparently – and I have to go back and watch that game. But apparently there was a dust-up during the time outbreak because she was basically – complaining, saying, you know, why are you guys not passing me the ball? You know, like, not doing anything. Like, like if I, if I'm calling for the ball, just pass it. And you could see throughout the game, again, I, I caught it, but I have to go back and look to see where it was, where that dust-up occurred. However, there were, time, there were possessions where I did notice they kind of just, okay, here to just keep her happy and the final score of that game was 84 66 these are legitimate questions I don't have answers I'm starving for answers I'm starving for them because I don't have them I'm so disgusted because I got to be out there at that game this Saturday I got to see this Inquiring minds want to know why. I truly do want to know why. Elizabeth Cambage finished the game with 11 points and seven rebounds. Um, five rebounds, excuse me. She was four or seven from the field, three, field, uh, three out of four for the uh, free throws and turned the ball over three times, had four fouls in that game. Um, but other, I mean, other than that, it was a blowout. It was disgusting. Uh, she only played 23 minutes. So, after that game, after the game was over, she rushed. According to reports, especially by by Chris Haynes, that she ran to the locker room, got dressed, and just said, "I'm out." Basically, I'm out. Best luck to you guys. I'm done. Now, this is where it gets muddy because I believe it's her agent. Whoever her representation is. Just for the record, hold on, really soapbox. I think it's very disgusting uh, that we have agents like this that are on social media that will deflect accountability and will deflect what's, you know, the, the, the baggage that their client has, has shown to attack other people. That have nothing to do with basketball and bring up something that happened in the past i'm one of those you take accountability and you ask for forgiveness and you move forward you learn and grow from the situation i have been i have been i'm an advocate of that but what i don't understand is i i keep saying and i will say it again until i am blue in the face as those that watch sports daily and faithfully as those especially cover. we have the right to give you we can we give we have to give you praise and we can also criticize you that is fair however there are there fans are going that are going to say things that are off the wall and sometimes that can be you know that, that cross that line absolutely that happens in every sport but i think as an agent to personally attack somebody on social media as a as a professional that that that's very very disgusting how do you do that how do you do that what the hell is going on and it's not the first time that her represent her representative representative has done that um but i just wanted to just really point out i thought that was very disgusting because it lets me know like wow you know you again like <laughs> as social media can be a blessing and get being cursed you've got like you that energy should have been channeled differently but back to back to it so tuesday then the sparks agreed and liz agreed to this contract divorce contract buyout it's the same thing and it's a buyout so she only played 25 games uh so she is not competent have not seen any statement from her Since Tuesday. Uh, This past offseason, she signed the one-year deal uh, with the Los Angeles Sparks. Now, she actually had another agent. I think her name was Allison Gaylor, if I remember correctly. They had ended their partnership as player and agent. Now, the Los Angeles Sparks have just been from the top. Have just been a dysfunctional franchise. I'm not. Um, the last, really since 2018, they've just been from Candace Parker departing to Chicago, Chelsea Gray departing to Las Vegas, and then we're Corner Williams. Derek Fisher, who I respect as a basketball player. Knows basketball, ladies and gentlemen. He was not ready to be a head coach in the W, um, and he. To me, these last couple years have shown that, oh, okay, you really don't know what you're doing because my my question is, has been the last two years, is what is this what is the identity that you're trying to, to build? Now, remember, Penny Toler was the GM. I wanna say she was fired in 2019 and there was a lawsuit that came out against her. And um, I feel like something, something happened. So I think it was along the lines of, uh, there was a, apparently there was mistreatment, uh, there was something along the lines that she used the N word and uh, when the locker rooms following their uh, you know, talking about toxic workplace. It was just along those lines. Um, and also, too, at the time uh, with Brian Agler, there was apparently there was uh, sexual misconduct. So the Sparks have really just been dealing with a lot. Uh, but so last so now they really haven't had a GM and then she, excuse me, for the last couple of years they've had no GMs. So Derek Fisher has assumed that role. So I, I knew the demise of the Sparks occurred, especially after particularly the playoffs, because there was actually a game where Candace Parker had a triple-double. Well, was close to it, but she was re- a rebound short, excuse me, of getting a triple-double. And uh, he pulled her out. Then it was how she was being used in the throughout the playoffs. And you could just tell that there were egos and different things like that. It seemed like, to me, his ego just became bigger so remember now that she's gone Chelsea Gray is gone what is the identity you still have Neko Goma you still have Christy Tolliver you know you still have uh some pieces and I didn't even think a lot of Beard. I want to say left I want to say it was that 2018 2018 season as well but you could just tell there was this e- these egos but last year and this year I'm really trying to figure out. Okay, what's the identity that you're trying to build past not Candace Parker and Candace Parker? Era. So his response was going out there getting Kennedy Carter, who really I hope she is doing well. I really do. I because I just feel like there's something there that is not being told. Because to be to have a, a, a knee injury that long, I think there I think there's some other things that. No one wants to say, and we're going to find that out eventually. Apparently there's some, something between her and Fred Williams. You draft the Ray Morrell, who you uh, will, you will go back and look at my WNBA draft grades. I gave it a B because I get the concerns of injuries and she has a practice. She practically hasn't played all season because of you know her injuries, <laughs> you know, you got Brittany Sykes, you signed Jordan Canada, you, you know, you, got you signed also Lexi Brown, Katie Lou Samuelson, you had Taya Cooper, Aurela Garantis, you had a lot of guards. I, I, I mean, there's just the way he built the team. And it, it was a team that to me was this, it was desperate of, see, like, I, I, I can put together a team and hopefully get to the playoffs. But see, this team was not going to work, especially, I think, the to, to me, the Los Angeles Sparks play like at a run and gun pace. Liz Cambage is more of a – as a as a back-to-the-basket player. And I think she would slow – I think she would slow the game down. And, you know, you could tell this season she was not in basketball shape. I mean, she even said it herself. She had COVID three times. And um, – which, if you look, there was a post-game interview. She talked about it. And you could see Brittany Sykes. And you could see uh, – that generic communication reaction, especially today's. Like, wow, you had COVID three times. That's crazy. Um, but players have spoken out that even before the signing. They took to the issue of signing Liz Kim Beige because remember, it just recently came out a few months, a couple months ago that when she was with Team Australia, she called Members of the Team Nigeria women's basketball team, monkeys, and told to go back to your third world country, and then this was both. We're hearing this prior to her saying that she withdrew because of mental health concerns. Now, I'm I'm surprised because NECA and Janae, who I think are still appealing to play for the Team Nigeria, uh, I'm pretty sure that was at the ta- the forefront of their table of. Well, we. This is the issues that we have, especially when the signer. Um, according to reports, uh, there are players on the team that felt that yes, she can help us win if she stayed focused and committed. Uh, they did express their concerns, uh, especially where she's a player that doesn't like to that doesn't like to play with others. Um, it's am right, well, they don't like to play alongside her as a teammate, because I mean, throughout the years, people there have been, there have been those in the W that have spoken out, have called her her behavior out and said along the lines of, I can't have her as a teammate. It is documented, but not just that. Derek Fisher, regardless of the concerns that were raised, he still signed her. Now <laughs> so, so really th- th- this is where, this is where this this takes the cake. So a lot of this started um, over Jersey. So number eight is supposed to, is supposed to be retired. It should already have been retired because the, the great Del- Delisha M- Milton Jones wore that number. and that's going it should have already been retired. I don't know why it's taken taking this long. So okay. No problem. Amanda B, who is also suspended for the season because of her OC commitment. So starting next year, there's this thing and there's this prioritization in the CBA that states that you have to be back by a certain period, by a certain date. So let's say you have to be back. Hey, just this example. You have to be back in the States by April 1st. If you're a day late or two days late, you are suspended for the whole season. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. This is disgusting. It's disgraceful. It's embarrassing. And I'm ticked off. It's don't, it don't make any sense. This is unacceptable. Unacceptable. And something needs to be done about it. Quick, fast, and then in a hurry. So I, I really do hope that this is addressed in the next CBA because I think to... Understand that one, <clears throat> and we've talked about this numerous times. Once the season's over here, they gotta get ready to go. They got they gotta play ball, and again, that's where most of their money is made because I mean the money they're making here is not enough. So this overseas is to help supplement them, which I think again I've been very vocal. I think they should be playing here. They should not be going overseas. I think you should you, you can pay. You should be able to pay everybody. That's just me. Now, Amanda's RB wears number one. She wore the jersey number one for Los Angeles Sparks. Now, this is where it gets very, very uh, interesting. Derek Fisher reached out to her and said, hey, listen, would you mind if this Ken Base were number eight? Amanda said no. Number means a lot to her. Uh, Liz still wanted the number, and according to what I read in the article, they just went ahead and just gave Liz the number. Now, I think it's very fucked up. Yes, I'm going to go there. That as a player, if I politely said, no, you cannot have my jersey number, I have to find that out through social media. I think that's a slap in my face. Good Lord, thank, the, thank the good Lord. I am on FCC Airways. I, I thank the good Lord. I it, it's it's hard to take, man. It, it it I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand. And and for that to happen, the way it did, I thought that was very, very, very uncalled for by Derek Fisher and those in the front office. Now this did ruffle some feathers in that locker room. Now I thought what well, was really a slap in the face. Amanda was going to miss the first 13 games of the season. And because she committed to overseas, her overseas commitment. They make they, I just feel like you've made a commitment and you stick to it. You're going to miss some games. Yes, it sucks. However, people what I read is that Derek Fisher he understood her commitment and they just went ahead and suspended her for the whole season, which I think is ridiculous. Now, again, I just want to re-edit, re re re-edit, this. I just want to, I just want to say this again. When you're suspended, according to the CBA, what what I read verbatim, when you're suspended for the season, you are suspended without pay. I mean, this is some bad stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how much more this I can take. I, I, I just... Don't know. This is ridiculous. I I ooh, Oh Lord. I I What kind of shit is that? So also too, not, 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 not only that you're not getting paid, the player, the team still has your rights. Now this is known publicly. I spoke on the lawsuit that happened with Penny Toller and the whole sexual misconduct with Brian Agler and some of the things that happened in that front office. There's no leadership, no delegation. There's no accountability from from up from upper management. So, um, especially that's an issue. I, I've been very vocal on that. If you don't have accountability from the top, the people up top, the same thing like with, for example, the Los Angeles Lakers, who had like the fact that um, I can't think of his name, the GM. He put that trash together in LA and thought it could and, and could make it work. That's a flat out joke. Nobody called him out. Nobody called Genie Bus out and saying, hey, look, this is what we put together. Um, and I still don't think it could work, honestly, because I just don't think when you're trying to build a championship team, Rob Prolenka, that's his name, can't stop my head. When you're trying to win a championship, your goal is to get you to sign guys who are younger, not sign aging, olding stars. Like that's just not that just doesn't that's just that's ridiculous. But Back to the point when you look at the sparks i believe magic johnson's ownership group i think has a stake in in owning them so i'm i'm very surprised that they have no they have no gm and they have no i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm very confused with this because when i when i look at the sparks magic johnson is a first class owner i think it sparks la, LA sports they are Magic Johnson's first is first class. And I'm and Magic Johnson usually is. I I'm just using him, he's one of the representatives, but when you have when you have his name is well, he stays on top of stuff. He makes sure that people are held accountable, everyone knows their, their place, knows their roles, and different things like that. The fact that this hasn't been addressed, though GM has been replaced, because uh, Derek Fisher just became the vet, the de facto GM up until June before he was fired. Now also in the article, <laughs> there was this uh, Liz was very was very active um, to call out teammates during film sessions accusing basically throwing the accusations of you're not passing me the ball, you're not you know you're looking you're not even looking at me when I'm open. Uh, and then a teammate for example, just throwing a name out there. I'm just going to say Lexi Brown or Brittany Sykes. Well, you're not sealing in the post. Or your lackadaisical getting back on defense when a turnover comes when, when, when a turnover occurs, and there was no resolution. Now, uh, I believe that they practice uh, at the jump. I remember saying in the it was Jump Beyond Sports Complex for the majority of the season, and uh, they say it's not a great practice facility to that throughout the league for what most what it's in the article according to sources it's not the greatest at all the players have complained about it and uh Derek Fisher and the staff they picked it um it was even quoted in the article stating that an AAU team would not want to play there uh and then also to you know they <laughs> I just think it's interesting uh I think they're actually practicing at well, now I'm still calling it the, staple, the staple Center. And I think they're practicing the University of South Carolina's uh, ca- um, campus. Now, Liz Campage has come in with, again, has always come in with baggage. Remember, uh, she was drafted in the 2011 draft. She was the second overall pick. Uh, and she uh, didn't play from, she didn't play the 2012 season. And she played for there for 2013 and 2018 and she left in 2019. After she signed a multi, as you signed a, uh it was a multi-year contract, I can't remember what that contract was on the top of my head. Actually, look, it was a I think it was like a five, it's like a two-year deal, something like that, I think. Um in the year after you, you you signed the extension, you went out of Dallas. I, I thought that was just crazy. Um, and then again, Las Vegas. Uh, but this is just where I'm at with it. There's no accountability from her camp and it needs, and there has to be accountability. Like, what does it say that we're now with eight games left in the season? Really, honestly and truthfully, the fact that the Los Angeles Sparks were the only team to show interest in you, what does that say about you as a player? That lets me know that, okay, we don't want to deal with this baggage. And... We're only going to deal with you if you stay focused and committed but it seems like a lot of people were talked on this she said that she's done with basketball personally i i don't want to go that far because i still believe she can bring something to the w but the fact that no team has any interest i i i think that 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 speaks volumes now I do know that she's a model. I know she has OnlyFans. I know she also is a DJ. So it seems like I think that's probably where her most of her focus will be. But I think the biggest question is: we should is who did not see this coming? Because let me just keep it real. And this and this is again. This is this is where we can this is where we can criticize. If you cannot. Make it in the locker room. If you can't be in the locker room with those that are champions and veterans, what what, what good are you as a player? That, 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 that's a legitimate question. Because if, if the Washington Mystics, for example, sign her, Natasha Cloud is not putting up with that. Elena Delano is not putting up with that. Alicia Clark's not putting up with that. Mike Tebow's not putting up with that. They're going to check that. Seattle. Phoenix, Dallas, Connecticut—they are not dealing with that. And then for people to say, "Well, she go to Phoenix." Have you paid attention? The Phoenix Mercury—they're comfortable with their small ball lineup. And just for the record, I want to make this clear: so to, to understand this, there's a big difference with Tina Charles leaving Phoenix in this situation. I'm gonna tell you why. First and foremost. Tina Charles never called other black women monkeys and said, go back to your third world country. Tina Charles has made it vehemently clear she wants to win a ring. I've been vocal on this. I thought those signing, her going to Phoenix, the dynamic of it was weird because Tina is a back to the basket player first, then stretches to the, then stretches like a post stretch. I just think in that system in Phoenix, it was not going to work because, one, Phoenix is a run-and-gun offense, like a Paul Westphal offense. That's how Phoenix has always been to me, in my opinion. Seattle would have been would have been the best fit, honestly, for her, even though I'm not liking the fact that Nicole Quinn has taken minutes from Ezie Magnavore and put more minutes on Tina. Um, I think Seattle's a bit more of a fit. But the thing is, is that Tina Charles is not that type of is, is there's not one article that's come out and said, well, Tina Charles is a, is, is a locker room is a locker room headache. She's this. She's that. Tina Charles has been on some teams where they've been, unfortunately, disappointing or they've been average. She's in she's gotten to the point where she doesn't want to carry the team anymore. That's the difference. Liz Cambage, no matter where she goes, there's always baggage. I think that's what i think that's what some people are missing but i have made it clear i don't think she's going to be back in the w uh this season i don't really see it next year i don't really see it at all uh because i i, I really think that to me there's a cardinal sin i am just one of those i don't believe in quitting on your team i think that's a cardinal sin as someone that has participated in sports i think quitting on your team is is a cardinal sin because it shows that it's a lack of commitment. We're all in this together. If there's issues, let's sit down and let's work it out. But if you're not receptive to that, that's not my problem. Because there are people that will deflect blame, point the finger, and say, it's not me. I mean, to play 22 minutes and then get dressed and leave early and then tell the players, I can't do this anymore. Best of luck to you, and then storm out. Like, that—that—that—that that, that, that is a real slap in the face. That 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 really is, and I, I'll be honest. I, I can't. I, I could not have that as a teammate. I can make a clear. There, if if I was a star of a team, I rather <coughs> in, a, in the NBA. WNBA, there's a list. I'll just say, for example, of there's a list of players I would want. and There's a players list of players I would not, would not want to be to sign. Because I think that also too. The Sparks are are a dysfunctional basketball team. I'm not talking about from a player, player personnel. I'm talking about as an organization. They stink. Because for two years, we have seen utter dysfunction. And this takes the cake. I mean, as a player... I, I'm going to feel some kind of way. I feel some kind of way. I, if I'm a player on that team, I'm going to feel some kind of way about this. Now I know they're not going to, like Fred Williams was yesterday, or he was, you know, being the company guy. Like you know, we're, we're shocked about it. We're you know, like you know, we wish her all the best. We talked about it. I bullshit. I, I don't buy that. I mean, you were with her for 25 games. You've seen this. You're just. Towing the company line and just saying what they want you to say. And you, from a PR perspective. But the fact that this is where the sparks are at. And also, too, to whoever, whoever the, the person that was on Twitter who made that 10 hour space, if you're still in the Los Angeles Sparks are going to make the playoffs, you're crazy. Because of all the things, if you watch these games, right now they're, the, they're sixth place. There's, and I'm guaranteed the Los Angeles Sparks are not making the playoffs. Guaranteed. And it's not nothing personal. I just don't think they have the – I just don't – I'm going to look at their team, look at their schedule. I think the 7th, 8th, and ninth seed can make the playoffs. The Sparks, I just think – no, I don't see it. I don't see them making the playoffs. It's not because of the situation. I mean, if you just look at their team. There's no identity. I don't know what the role the roles aren't really truly established. It just seems like they're just plugging and, plug-and-play pieces here and there. That's not going to win basketball games. It's not. They've got talent. Michael Gumike, in my opinion, should be in, it should be in, it should should definitely be in the MVP conversation. Brittany Sykes should be in the defensive player of the year conversation. Lexi Brown should be, in my my opinion, most improved player. Olivia Nelson daughter I think she gets some consideration for rookie of the year. Simone Augustus, I believe, should be a head coach in this league. I think she has shown the capability of being a head coach. But kind of, I don't want to say this like the Atlanta dream, but they need to really, really this offseason, really fix this. Because this is not the Los Angeles Sparks that was at one, one time the most a, a prestigious franchise. This, this looks this looks this is utter dysfunction. So I, look, I wish Liz Ken, Elizabeth Cambage all the best. I hope she I really do hope she takes the time, whatever she needs to get herself together. Uh I still believe she can produce something in this league. If this was her last game, I wish her all the best in her, in her future endeavors. But I I, I thought I, I really thought that 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 was uncalled for. I thought that was very unprofessional. I thought to me, I'm one of those. You you try to make it work and you stick it out. But all this drama before the season started this this was this this was a circus. It was a circus. And then also to the fact that we've now had five buyout contracts this year: Jantel Lavender with uh, with Indiana, Tina Charles, Bria Hartley, Angel Coultry, and Aliz Cambage. Now I'm one of those that believe that. I, I didn't understand the Angela McCauldry uh, buyout. That made, that was weird to me. I know she was injured, and I'm not sure it had to do with this. Team performance, I don't know what it had to do with. I don't know what it was. Um, Janta Lavender, I kind of felt like was in a bad situation anyway with Indiana because now that Tamika Catchings was gone, was fired. Uh, the contract that she got, I thought that they kind of overpaid her, but I still think she brought, she brings something to the W, uh, whether it's her, her, her leadership, whether it's her leadership or just her play. Uh, she did play very well in the AU. Uh, Bria Hartley, same thing. Um, I just think Lynn Dunn just was like, we're, we're good. We, we, we're we moving on. And uh, Tina Charles, I just don't think it worked in Phoenix. Whatsoever. I just think that dynamic, the, the dynamic of that signing didn't work. And also, too, Tina was very vocal in I'm not getting touched on the ball. And remember... Phoenix was dealing with a lot. Anyway, the off season, you know, Brittany Grinders, now 160 days and she's been detained wrongfully detained in Russia. Uh, they didn't address their, their death. Uh, Scott Diggins Smith and Dan Tarasi, those egos, like when there's no egos in check and there's no, like, let's sit down and see, okay, as three stars, how can we sacrifice one another? Didn't see that. Um, Mariah Jefferson, I saw someone talk about that. Mariah Jefferson just was just cut. Uh, that experiment in Dallas failed. And I think she's having a better year in, in Minnesota. Um, so yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I'm I'm really hoping this is not a trend uh, because I'm one of those that you should consider. You should really weigh your options. Know who you sign with. Know the personnel. Know those things. Um, that's just me because I, I kind of feel like with already limited cap space throughout each 12 teams, I can't afford to lose money for next year. I can't afford to do that. Um, That's my take on it. I wish you all the best. I do. Uh, I just think the whole situation is just really, it's just messy. And it's just, it's, it's really utterly disgusting. But um, that being said, that's going to conclude the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, be tuned in for future episodes of the podcast uh again i do appreciate those that came that were in here lucinda thank you i appreciate it thank you hope you're having a great day yourself um yeah so closing message um one of some of my thoughts and for your hartley uh she tore acl uh came back she's out for the season uh for somebody that's literally just worked her ass off to get at back to this point again man it's just it was really devastating when i saw it i immediately thought it was uh i i said it had to be acl tear I, I was hoping, I was praying it was a sprain, um, but the way she screamed, it just, it hurt. It, it really it really hurt me to the core, because uh, watching her drive to by the Washington Mystics, and, you know, she, you know, the player that she could be healthy, um, just, it just really sucks. Um, so, you know, just just sending, I just want to send my thoughts and prayers and, and positive vibes her way. Uh, she will be back, because uh, she definitely can contribute in this league. And I know the type of player that she is, you know, coming out of that school in Connecticut. <laughs> um, but yeah, this thoughts of pressure for your heart uh, all Um, all let me know your thoughts. You know, how you feel about Elizabeth, Elizabeth at Cambridge, uh, no longer being in Los Angeles Sparks. How you feel the Los Angeles Sparks, period. So uh with that being said, that's gonna conclude the video. But until then, I will catch you guys on the flip side. Please like, comment, subscribe, share the podcast. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Thank so y'all. Peace. Listen, I'm easy to find. These videos are tremendous. Like, comment, and subscribe, and hammer that notification bell. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it.